people always know that when they're good at their job, they will find a better offer. So uh, to be able to keep people, it's only money and higher salaries don't cut it. This is the SaaS Open Mic podcast, where we talk to SaaS leaders about the inner workings of growing a business. Starting a business is not too hard nowadays, but growing it successfully definitely is. Listen to SaaS founders and operators talk about their daily challenges, strategic moves, tough decisions, and mistakes made along the way. My name is Bianca Wilk. I'm the host of SaaS Open Mic. Head over to chartmogul.com for more content like this and easy access to your SaaS metrics with just a few clicks. Deal, the payroll and compliance company, recently raised 425 million in Series D at a valuation of 5.5 billion. My guest on the SaaS open mic is Lina Lass, the head of expansion at Deal focusing on the Central and Eastern European region. Lina has been in the startup field for nearly a decade and is an advocate for diversity and remote work. In our conversation, Lina and I look at the trends in hiring and talk about best practices for hiring global talent. Okay. Hi, Lina. I'm very glad to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hi, Bianca. I'm well, thank you. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me. So let's, let me get started by introducing Deal a little bit. So a few notable things that I know about Deal. Deal raised $425 million in Series D last year. And it's at a valuation of $5.5 billion. Deal is a team of 800 people all over the world with several thousand customers. And the company is only four years old. Is, is all of that accurate? Yes, I think we might not even be four yet. Just over three. Wow. Yeah, so it was founded in 2019. Wow, that's impressive. That's absolutely impressive. Could you tell me a little bit more about Deal? How did the company grow in the last few years? Yes, so I think um, I would say that Deal is the perfect example of great timing. So they started working on it and it was a platform for uh, you know remote uh, work, uh, how to compliantly hire contractors from everywhere in the world. And then at that time, remote work was, uh, you know, some companies were doing it, um, many in, in crypto. It was a theme saying that, you know, you're a decentralized company. Uh, there's quite some large ones also. Uh, so the company that created WordPress, they are a fully remote company. But it was still, you know, some weird tech companies were doing it. And then COVID hit and suddenly we, we all had to. Not in all, all roles, of course, but many roles did go remote. So to launch a platform for that before COVID, I think, you know, you can't get any better than that. The definition of perfect timing, absolutely. So what could you repeat a little bit more about what is Deal's mission? Uh, one of our missions is to hire 1 million people remotely. So uh, I think that's quite a cool goal. And also looking at how we are growing, uh, it, it's uh, definitely achievable. But uh, I, I really love the, the vision that we have that, you know, to be able to work for great companies, you don't have to move to a, a set area or a country that you can do your work from anywhere. And uh, this really is a, a leveler in many sense so that, you know, what if you're born in Africa? What if you're born in uh, Estonia or Latvia or 
Ukraine for that matter, you can now work for uh, these huge companies, regardless of where you are. You don't have to leave the place you love and where you were born, if you don't want to, of course. Uh, but you have access to these opportunities now. And your examples of Estonia, Latvia and Ukraine are not accidental because you are the head of expansion for Central and Eastern Europe, correct? Could you tell me a little bit more about your role at Deal? Yes, that's correct. So I started with launching Deal in the Baltics as um, I immediately recognized that we have a really big problem in the Baltics, that tech companies are growing fast. But in total, all of uh, Baltics, there's only six million people. So we've run out of talent like yesterday, especially software developers. But also we have a new running joke in Estonia that we don't have any salespeople left. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's in all areas. And um, on the other hand, hiring people from another country, it comes with a, a lot of headaches. So how do you do that? You have to set up your own entity. You have to register as foreign employer. Then you have to hire a team of lawyers to look through the contracts to make sure that you don't know what you're doing with the employment. Then hire some tax advisors. Then you have to hire an accountant. So it all takes a lot of money and a lot of time. Uh, whereas with Deal, you can hire a person usually in less than one week. You know, this was really... Estonian tech companies, uh, as well as Latvian and Lithuanian, were really struggling because, you know, even though we have these initiatives of new coding schools and tech courses, it's not going to get you enough uh, skilled people on time. So uh, I joined Deal because I saw that there's a big problem here. However, then we realized that we are going to expand further into Central and Eastern Europe because even Poland has the same uh, issue. Poland, Ukraine, and, and Serbia, countries where the Baltics would usually outsource their development and tech talent to, they are now working on their own companies. So they now need more resources as well. So it's it's been quite interesting how the region has developed in the last uh, five years. But that's a challenge that is sort of universal, right? Like the scarcity of talent, the choice to, to hire from like a global pool of candidates is becoming more more obvious what do you think are the benefits from your perspective right what, what do you think are the benefits of hiring a global talent i would say i'm a big uh, advocate for diversity i don't see it as a you know this buzzword that people say that you know we need more diversity but it really does work because logically if you think when you get people together who are from different backgrounds different cultures Uh, they've been to different schools or they're from different countries. They have seen different things in life, which means that they solve problems in a different way. And usually that ends up finding solutions faster. Whereas uh, usually if we look at companies that are all from the, everyone works in one office. Uh, they all went to the same school. Maybe they're from the same town. So you have a very limited uh, point of view. This really, for me, has been a validation of uh, that belief uh, working at Deal because we are over 800 people now and I believe from nearly 70 different countries. It's quite interesting how quickly and how innovatively Deal moves. And that's all thanks to the team. Absolutely. You can have a good company, but 
without that diversity, without global talent, but you can have an amazing one with it. One good example is when you look at like huge, let's say, subsidiaries of large uh, companies that have their offices in different countries. What I've been told from one uh, Estonian telecom is that they do actually want to hire uh, foreigners. They want to hire, they want a more diverse team. However, they're stuck in a technicality because all of their internal communications and systems and platforms are in Estonian. So if you're not Estonian or haven't, you know, uh, learned Estonian, you will not understand even the tools that you need for work. So they are realizing that it's a really big problem. So now they are starting to build a new new system. But it's it's really something quite big to be stuck in. And this is a huge company with thousands and thousands of uh, employees. And they just uh, can't even diversify. So you have to have like a proper setup before even considering hire, hiring internationally. Yeah, because you have to be able to communicate. And if uh, not all of you speak the same language, or if your things as simple as some kind of platform you need for your work is in, in a foreign language for you, then it's, you know, it becomes nearly impossible. So once you have decided to hire someone from another country, you must be speaking to to founders, to to company leaders all the time. What are the typical mistakes or things that can go wrong when hiring internationally? Well, with uh, in any kind of hiring, you need to make sure you have your onboarding processes really done really well. And now, okay, if we're talking, you've hired a new person and they're in a physical location, they're in an office. You can walk around. You know, you can ask people. But if you're remotely, you don't know who to ask. And if it happens to be a really big company, then uh, employees may feel, you know, they, they don't have everything they need. And maybe, you know, a, a new hire is also maybe a little bit scared to ask questions at first. I've heard some you know, uh, stories of some people getting hired and the team grew very quickly and people kind of forgot about them. And uh, this is quite crazy. So if you don't have uh, some kind of system on how you, if the team lead or, or manager or whoever doesn't have great communication set up, or if the employee isn't getting their tasks or doesn't have info on how to perform those things, then things can, you know, go uh, really badly and you can uh, feel quite um, lonely when working remotely. Because um, in an office, you know, you can just stand up and go and speak to people, but uh, remotely, you're most likely at home. So onboarding is really, really important, especially with remote work. So Deal helps companies hire people anywhere very quickly in a compliant manner. Why is compliance so important? Well, I mean, the, the labor laws are really complex and you don't really want to mess that up. So what we do is we have uh, every country has a specific contract, whether it is for contractors or full-time employees. So, and the laws are really, really different. Even within the EU, where you would think that, okay, we have some kind of standards, they can be really night and day. And, you know, if you mess up something in employment, the consequences can be really bad. As usually there are very big fines. And you will also uh, lose the trust of the employee. And this sort of uh, word gets around very quickly. 
So on one hand, you don't want to get trouble into trouble with the work inspection authorities or tax office, but you also you want to be able to hire the best people. And if you're known for not following the labor law, then you know the chances are that you will not get the, the best people. Could you give me an example of like a complicated labor law that can be challenging? By country, France and Germany are very, very tricky. So uh, things are, are rather different. So if we look at US, usually there is no probation because uh, employment is, uh, you can fire people basically on the day. Whereas in Europe, in most countries, it is difficult to end contracts. And, you know, personally, I believe that this, this is the way. Things like in Spain, for example, you have to pay a severance payment, even if the employment ended due to something that the employee did wrong. The probation periods can be different. They can be from 30 days to 180 days. The amount of holidays you're required to have. So there's, uh, they're really, really, uh, really different. So let's say we have a Central European founder who wants to hire from a different country. What are the main things they should be looking at? when considering uh, hiring someone? Is there any just like tips and tricks that you would just like look at this because if you get this wrong, it might have consequences? The labor law and, and tax that needs to be followed with precision. So there is no kind of like, maybe we will do it, or maybe we will not. So, But that's where deal really helps. So you, you don't have to worry yourself with it. We have uh, over 200 legal partners all across the world, both the uh, specializing on tax and labor law. So this is the big headache that we take away for our clients. So we, we do the boring uh, stuff, but whilst the, the employer can work together with the person and they can focus on work. Uh, now, things to keep in mind is, you know, different countries have different schedules. So for example, in uh, Israel and uh, in much of um Middle East, people uh, don't work on Fridays and Sunday is a working day. Also, um, these public holidays can be very different. On that, we also help uh, with deals. So when you have team members from different countries, you will see on your dashboard if uh, there are public holidays coming up uh, in, in any of the countries where your team members are. But these are sort of small technicalities which are important. So, you know, if it is a public holiday, then the employee deserves a day off. And if their manager doesn't know that, you know, maybe Israel has a public holiday that day, then, you know, wires can get uh, mixed. But uh, other than that, it's, yeah, I would say, you know, they can focus on work. And, um, and with every hire, you need to make sure that there's a good cultural fit rather than just the skills of the person. Uh, because at the end of the day, you need to all be able to work together needs to fit in with the rest of the team. Absolutely. So changing gears a little bit, um, I was wondering if Deal has observed any trends around global hiring in the last few years. How did the, the industry change? Uh, actually, yes. So there's, um, now, as I mentioned previously, so talking about the Central and Eastern European region, uh, it, it used to kind of be a chain uh, towards the south. So Estonians would uh, outsource to Latvia, Latvians outsource to Belarus, Belarus outsource to Ukraine. Um, but now as um, uh, there are so many 
successful startups and companies in in those countries as well. Now the new hiring ten trends are definitely looking more towards um, LATAM and also Africa. Um, there are some some companies are still scared of sort of cultural differences and and so on. Uh, but yeah, I would say that you know uh, it should be time to get over those fears because the diversity it does really uh, really move you forward. Um, but but yeah, LATAM is definitely one hotbed for technical talent right now. And what other trends we are seeing is, uh, which is quite interesting, that it's not only companies that uh, use us uh, that are uh, trying to find talent from elsewhere. They also need a solution for their existing employees who have decided to move somewhere else. So once COVID happened, people realized that, you know, I can work remotely so I can choose where I live. Uh, and, and many employees have just relocated um, from Estonia. They usually go somewhere warm. But yeah, that is also a, a problem that employee, employers are facing, that if they don't want to lose their team member, they have to find a way how to employ them uh, in the other country. That's a very interesting point. That's all about employee retention, right? Because like one, one thing is to build a great company that's going to people working on your team. But there's also like the legal aspect of employee retention, right? You have to have a way to, to offer benefits and, and hire someone in a compliant manner to keep them at your company. Yes, yes, exactly. You mentioned the trends around LATAM and Africa. So I think that's very exciting because like, I like how we're just like, our world is expanding a lot. Are there any specific trends to Central and Eastern Europe versus other regions? So we also see the, the trends where people from this region are getting hired. And uh, that's also quite interesting. I, I recently looked at the data. Estonians are usually companies that have hired Estonians through deal are in US, UK, and Germany. Uh, for Latvia, it's Ireland and Denmark. And Lithuanians are usually hired by Estonians. I believe it was Denmark as well. And um, there's one more country I can't remember. But it's, it's interesting to see from one side where people are outsourcing or where they are building their global teams. But it, it works sort of uh, both ways. Another big trend is, so of course, everyone is looking for software developers. This is basically they're looking for them wherever they can find. But there's also sort of expansion plans. So if a company is opening up a new market, they might hire one person initially to test the market, understand it better. And then maybe then when they are ready to scale, they will set up their own entity there. But yeah, expansion is also a very, very big part of why people are hiring internationally. So Lena, one last question before we finish up. What is your, just your main advice for SaaS founders or leaders in relation to hiring, paying and managing a global team? I would um, say that uh, have a, a solid plan for hiring and onboarding and really put your effort into company culture. So, and company culture, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the perks and gym membership that are often a thing at startups. 
but really think how you can build an environment where people want to work in. And the culture always comes from the top and the clear and friendly communication is key, uh, especially when your team is working remotely. This way you can support the creativity and reward people for their great work. But also it's, it's important for people to be happy at work. So deal can can help you with all of the technical stuff of, you know, how many vacation days are there in Spain and how do we hire people, how much tax we have to pay and so on. But for the company to really thrive, it, it needs to have a great company culture. So I would focus uh, hard on that. So you have to have the base figure out and then go beyond, above and beyond for your employees, because that's the key to, to the success of a, of a company. Yes. And, you know, you can only be very successful when you hire the best people. And this is currently an uh, employee's market rather than an employer's. People always know that when they're good at their job, they will find a better offer. So uh, to be able to keep people, it's only money and higher salaries don't cut it. Absolutely. Yeah, Lina, um, thank you so much for, for speaking with me today. Deal is, you know, certainly a fascinating company and you've shared some very useful insights on global hiring today. Thank you so much for joining me on the SAS Open Mic. Thank you. Had a great time. I hope uh, I could share something of value for the other founders. You definitely did. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of SaaS Open Mic. If you enjoyed it, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. The best teams in SaaS use Chartmogul to measure, understand, and grow their recurring revenue. Head over to chartmogul.com to try the leading subscription analytics platform. That's chartmogul.com. See you in the next episode of SaaS Open Mic.